Blog Talk Radio. It reads, Even so, Matthew 7 and 17, Even so, every tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth Neither, a, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruit ye shall know them. Not every one that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Ye part from me, you that work in iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the flood came, and the wind blew, and it beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and does them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the flood came, and the wind blew, and beat upon that house, and it failed, and great were the fall of it. Come on, talk this evening for the next few moments. True salvation. True salvation. It's sad to stand before God when it's all over you, when you're going to walk down here and pretending that you're a Christian or you walk this thinking that you were a Christian to find out in the end that your walk was in vain, to find out that your work's in vain, your labor in vain. They got a song out now, Lord, is my labor in vain. The herd of the Lord said, apart from me, I know you're not for your workers in iniquity. Now, you got to remember that this generation we're living in, this Christian generation, I noticed that a whole lot of Christians think that they can be born again and still live the same life they lived before they got saved. They don't want to still hang up at the club. They want to still do drugs. They still want to still do sex. They want to still fulfill the lust for their desire, and yet they want to speak in tongues and claim that they've been born again. The Bible says, build of water and sweet water, they come out the same mouth. You can't speak in tongues and, and call yourself having the Holy Ghost and cuss somebody out tomorrow. You can't do that. You need to know for sure that your salvation is true. You need to know for sure you've been born again. I ain't talking about you got a feeling. I ain't talking about you got a unction. I ain't talking about somebody told you. You need to know your for sure, your, your election sure. You need to know that you've been saved. You need to know that you've been converted. You need to know that you've been given a new nature in Christ Jesus and not that old damn nature that you got in Adam. You need to know that old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. The writer, the writer is saying, he's talking to people in this portion of the scripture, who still doing the iniquity. They're still sinning. You're still laying up. You're still sleep, sleeping under the sheets. You're still fooling around with somebody's husband. No, you're married. So 
you now somebody that's wife and know you married. You still commit fornication and know you ain't married that man or that woman. And yet you claim to be born again. You claim to be saved. You need to have an inventory of yourself. And you might not stand there at the end of that day and be disqualified. All this work you done not singing in the choir, prophesied in name, preached in his name, laid hand on the sick in his name. That's going went all over the world singing in his name. And hear him say, depart from me. I know you not. Your work was in iniquity. Now, remember, this, this, Jesus ain't talking to He's not talking to somebody who, who's been converted and just making mistakes. So when you've been born again and you're a Christian, you're not a hypocrite. You just made you sin. you got to repent and ask God to forgive you. A hypocrite is somebody who pretend to be saved and ain't saved. Somebody pretend to be born again and ain't born again. So make sure you're not a hypocrite. Make sure you have been born again. And, and then and, and not live a sinful life. If you feel sinning, if you feel getting up every day sinning, if your lifestyle every day is sin, you not need to check your salvation because something is wrong somewhere. Because see, when God saves you, He automatically gives you a new nature. He began to He began to work a new nature in you. It may not happen overnight, but gradually you become the change from who you are to who He is. Do you hear what I say? This is what salvation does. It changes you from who you are to who He is. So you become less of you every day and more him. He said, old thing pass away, but new thing is in Christ. When he said, old thing pass away, but all things become new, he's talking about him. His spirit become new in you. His spirit become elevated in you. His spirit become inspirational in you. Mm-hmm. His spirit grows in you. So you become less of you and more him. <coughs> Excuse me. That's why he said, old thing pass away. Well, the whole all thing become new. You are a new creature, so don't 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 live a life that's gonna cause you to stand before God and ha- and then be forfeit from the game. We're in a race, and you won't be disqualified. You know how it is in the national race; those those Olympic races out there running, and then and they find out at the end of the race out they don't want the race that they were taking steroids, and because they were taking steroids, they were eliminated. They were eliminated from the race. Don't mess around and mess around and come to the end of the journey. And God have to eliminate you because you were running around with somebody else's husband or running around with somebody else's wife or sleeping on the sheets and take nobody didn't know nothing about it. This, baby, this ain't about nobody not knowing about it. You got to know your election, sure. You got to take an immature of yourself. You can't walk in iniquity. The Bible said, he that does the will of God. It is not God's will for you to stay at the end to live the life, that club life no more. He brought you out of that club. God didn't bring you out of darkness into the, God didn't bring you out of darkness into the night. He brought you out of darkness into the light. You you are light people now. You're not dark folks no more. You walked in the darkness when you was in the dark, but now you're in the light. So I want to talk about true salvation. So so many are gonna stand before God that they heard him say, Depart with me. I know you are. You thought you were saved. Somebody told you were saved. You can't go with what somebody told you. Grandma told you you were saved. Daddy told you were saved. The pastor told you were saved. It don't matter what the pastor said. Are you saved? You need to ask yourself a question. Are you saved? Have you been born again? Have you made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life? Have you made that confession and made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? If you have not done that, you're not saved. He told me to do what you must be born again. That that is born of the flesh is flesh, and that that is born of the spirit is spirit. He said you must be born again, and you got to not be misled. But all these doctors out here telling you that this and telling you that what salvation is. Salvation ain't in Muhammad. Salvation ain't in Mary and mother of Jesus. 
Salvation ain't in the Vatican. Salvation ain't in the Pope. Salvation is in Christ Jesus. The Bible says we come up any other way. We like a thief and a robber. If you come up any other way, the Bible says you like a thief and a robber. He said, I am the door to the sick coat. I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you come up any other way, he said, you're going to be coming up the wrong way. So sit down and take an inventory of yourself. Ask yourself a question. Are you walking according to his will, or are you living in iniquity? Are you walking in the new, the new you, or are you walking in the old you? See, old things pass away. Yet you were cussing before you got saved, but you ought not be cussing now. Yet you were lying before you got saved, but you ought not be lying now. Yet you were laying upon the sheep when you got saved. We all was, but that was that, that's in the past. Those things passed away. God gives us a new nature. If God had gave me a new nature, ain't no way I could live this Christian life. But I know my old nature was messed up. And what God looked like saved me and let me keep the same nature. If God, if God saved you and let you keep the same nature, you know what you're going to do? You're going to do the same thing that the hog did when God let you, when, when, when that man put that three-piece suit on it, put that $5,000 suit on that hog, put them stakes out him on his feet, put a Rolex on his, on his leg, uh, a $2,000 Rolex on his leg, and took him, took the hog loose, and guess where the hog went? The hog went right back to the mud. The hog didn't get this. It ain't that the hog didn't appreciate the suit. Come on. It ain't that the hog didn't appreciate the, 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 the wealth that the suit cost. I didn't appreciate the wealth that the face of Adam cost. I didn't appreciate the wealth that the Rolex cost. It ain't that. The problem was the hog didn't know the wealth of it. He didn't know the wealth of the shoe. He didn't know the wealth of the clothes. He didn't know the wealth of the watch because he got a hog nature. He didn't know the expensiveness. He didn't know that he was supposed to go back to the mud. That's what he lived in the mud. That's his nature to go back to the mud. So I don't blame the hog. The hog ain't the one I blame. I blame the one who put the $5,000 suit on the hog and the roller and the shoe and thought the hog was going to church. So the hog was going into a dry place and lay down. The hog went right back with his nature made him. And the stripper tell us, be not like the hog who were washed off and went back to the mirror. And why would you think, would you think if you washed that hog off, the hog would go somewhere and be appreciated and you don't got the mud off of him? You made the hog mad when you washed that mud off of him. Because the hog lived in the mud. He loved that mud. That's his nature to live in the mud. And when you wash that mud off of him, you ain't do nothing but make that hog mad. The hog came out went right back to that mud and get that mud back where he's not satisfied. The Bible should be not like the hog. God done wash you off. He done got the mud off of you. He done clean you up from the club. He done clean you up from committing fornication. He done clean you up from committing adultery. Fool around with somebody else, husband and wife. He done clean you up from alcohol and drugs. Why would you like the hog go back? You don't have the nature of the hog. The hog didn't know no better because the hog has his nature. But when God saved you, God gives you a new nature. That's why he said old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. The new is the new nature he gives you. In that new nature, you ain't going to want to go back to the club. In that new nature, you ain't going to want to fool around with somebody else, husband and wife. In that new nature, tempted or not, you ain't going to want to yield to fornicating. You ain't going to want to yield to alcohol and drugs. You ain't going to want to live to the uh, yield to want to go to the club. You ain't going to want that because your nature done changed. Not like it was of the hog. The hog went back where he nature to him. 
But now your nature ought to take you to church on Sunday morning. Your nature ought to take you to Bible study. Your nature ought to take you to revival. Your nature ought to take you to worship service. Your nature ain't got no business taking you back to where your friend is, and you know they ain't living nothing. If your nature doing it, you need to check your nature out. Because you, when you mess around at all that damn nature, you got a new nature. Mm-hmm. You got a new walk, a new talk, a new lifestyle. You've been given a new spirit in Christ Jesus. For you to live Listen, God gave you the spirit of righteousness. How are you going to live wrong with the right spirit in you? Let me ask that question. Now, if you're living wrong, you need to ask yourself a question. How can a right spirit be in you you be living wrong? God gave us a spirit of righteousness. You are the righteousness of Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Can I say that? You are the righteousness of God. You represent God. You got God's spirit in you, his son. So for that reason, you will hit righteousness. And what righteousness means is, God, you are right standing with the Lord. The Lord ain't mad at you. He pleased with you. He pleased with your lifestyle. He pleased with your prayer. He pleased with your fast. He pleased with your Bible study. He pleased when you pray because there's no, 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 there's no division between you and him. Amen? There's no usher between you and him. Everything is in right standing. You are in right that God accept you in the beloved. Because you are the righteousness of healing in Christ. Only in Christ now. If you ain't in Christ, you ain't the righteousness of God in Christ. Christ Jesus is the only one that can make us right. Because the Bible said it's not a word. Huh? The Bible said by grace are we saved. It's not a word. But it's the gift of God. Huh? The Bible said by grace are we saved. It's not a word, but it's not of ourselves. But it's the gift of God. It's not a word. Let any man ask the ball. Let me say it again. For grace we are saved is not of ourselves. Some people are bragging about they're living right, they ain't made no mistake. Now, it, it just bothers me when I hear people standing up in the testimony service talking about I ain't may never committed adultery on my wife since I've been saved. I ain't never committed fornication. God broke me out of that world. Amen. So good. Thank God you got a testimony. But you ain't got no reason to be bragging about nothing because you ain't no more saved than the next person. Because by grace are we saved. We're not saved because we ain't made no mistake. We ain't saved because we ain't sinned since the time we got saved. Not, that ain't why you say you saved by grace. But if the righteous skirts and make it in, where can the ungodly appear? We all going to skirts and make it in by the grace of God. So that's why it ain't that he didn't run the fastest. It ain't that he didn't run the swiftest. Huh? It ain't that he didn't put the most money in the, in, in, in the treasure. It ain't he didn't get the church first for everybody else. But it's he that didn't do it to the end. You got to hang on in there just like I do. You got to hang all the way to the end. You got to go to the end of the race. And you got to go there according to the word of God. And you read God's word, do what it say, do. Abide to, to the best of your ability. And as you abide in the word, it'll make you perfect. You go from one grace into another. The Bible said we was out there in the world. We went from iniquity to iniquity. But now that we're going to go from one grace into another, isn't that wonderful? To know that we're going from one grace unto another. We're going to grow to higher heights, and we're going to grow to deeper depths. Amen. Titus 3 and 5 said, He saves us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. See, that's what the Holy Spirit comes in to us to do. See, we're not saved because of the word. It's done by God's righteousness. The Holy Ghost is God's righteousness. The Holy Ghost is 
Jesus have heard me? The Holy Ghost is God's righteousness, and it works in us, and it regenerates in us. It changes us inside. We change us inside out and not outside in. We change it day by day, moment by moment. We change from one grade to another. Uh, the old things begin to pass away. The more mean things fall off of us. Oh, the more simple informity falls off of us. The habits that we have fall off of us. Romans 10 and 9, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Just that simple. Salvation. Do you have salvation? The, the, the real way. Uh, just simply. It's just simple. It ain't nothing you got. You can't pay for it. You can't buy it from nobody. It just come. It, it's not deep. The Bible said it's not deep, even in your mouth. Ain't that something? You All this time, you running from church to church, running from person to person, up there talking about when the Lord, I'm going to get saved when the Lord happens. I'm going to get saved when that happens, when it's sunny and when it's lightning. God's going to let me know when to get saved. The Bible said it was night day, even in your mouth, which is the word of faith. If I confess with our mouth and believe in our heart the Lord Jesus, and that God had raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. It's in your mouth. You walk around with eternal life. You walk around all that power in your mouth to save yourself. Ain't that something? God has given you the power to save yourself, and you're going to mess around and lose out with God and be lost because you will wait for God to do something that God waiting for you to do. you got to save yourself by accepting what God already does. He said, in your mouth. Just make that confession. It's in your mouth. God is not going to make that confession for you. God ain't going to come over your mouth and make you uh, confess that Jesus is the Christ. you got the knowledge. you got to know. It's in your mouth. Ain't that something? How much further can it get? It's in your mouth. And your mouth just up above your heart. All you got to do is confess it. And then after you confess it, he said, believe in your heart. The Lord Jesus, and thou shalt be saved. Then you make the confession, and then you believe it. Believe what you confess. And you shall be born again. You shall be saved. The old thing will pass. You will become a new creature. Ain't that something? And there is salvation, this is Acts 4 and 12. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name on the heaven, even among men, which we must be saved. Oh, that's clarified self. Ain't nobody else can save you. Ain't no other name on the heaven. In the name of Jesus, every knee may bow, every tongue shall die. It's a bow. Every tongue must confess that Jesus is the Christ to the glory and honor of God. Wow. Ephesians 2 and 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. I already mentioned that. Look what the writer said. He said, by grace you have been saved. See, God's grace that's going to save you. And this ain't something you did or the pastor did who called you up to get saved. He didn't save you. Right now, on a piece of paper, now, oh, who's got saved? Pops ain't saved nobody. We can't save nobody. It's God's grace that does the saving. John 14 and 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one coming to the Father except through me. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. If you ain't coming through Jesus Christ, if you try to come to God, you got to come through Jesus Christ. If you're coming any other way, you're going to be lost. I just told you earlier about all these different names. People running out of Buddha and Buddha not Muhammad, running out of this and running out of that. But you need to run out of Jesus because he's the way to the Father. He said, if you come up anywhere, you will see. And you know ain't no thief going to get to heaven. Ain't no thief going to get into the kingdom. If you come in any other way, you just a thief. you got to come through Jesus Christ or else you're going to be lost. Verse John 1 9, 
that we confess our sin, he is faithful and judge to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let me, let me pause on that still a little bit and say, Jesus already done died on the cross. The Bible said the preachers had to offer up one. A preacher had to offer up every day for these sins. But Jesus offered up once in heaven. Once. He's not over. Every time you pray, Jesus do not go there and offer up for your sins. As some people say, when you pray, Jesus offers up for your sins so you'll be forgiven. No, baby. Jesus already done offered up for your sins one time. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't up there having no ceremony. He ain't up there doing no offering up of no sin. He's sitting on the right hand of the Bible and he sat down on the right hand of the Father in glory. Jesus is sitting on the right hand of God making intercession for you. When you mess up, Jesus pleading for you. When you come short of God, glory, Jesus pleading for you. When you see in God, Jesus is pleading for you. When you fall down, Jesus is pleading for you. When you want to quit and throw in the towel and want to give up, Jesus is pleading for you. Sitting on the right hand of the Father. He done, he done offered up his once, yes, once. When you pray, it already been done. All God wants you to do is confess it. Don't you, you, you confess it because it's already been paid for. He's already going to offer up your sin once, never to do it no more. All he wants you to do is confess your fault. He's just and faithful to forgive you. Hear me? He's faithful. He's not lying to you. If he's going to forgive you, he's going to forgive you. He's just and faithful to forgive you for all your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Ain't that something? 1 John 5 and 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. you got to know you've been born again in Christ Jesus. Sometimes you might feel like you ain't saved. And sometimes you might feel like you done lost it. But it ain't about a feeling. It's about a confession. Once you make that confession and make Jesus the Lord of your life, he's going to stay there as long as you hold on to him. You hear me? you got eternal life. Listen to this. See, we've been misled. We think we got eternal life. When we get to heaven, no, baby, you already got eternal life right now. If you fall dead right now, if your eyes close, right, if your heart starts beating you right now, you gonna be you gonna be in glory. You already got eternal life. You ain't gonna get it after you die. You got it right now with you. You got eternal life in you right now, right now. While you talk, the moment you got born again, you were sealed with eternal life, never to go to hell. No, you can't go to hell. You can't go to hell because eternal life's on you. You go, the past, I don't care what you did. The past, I don't even want to hear it. You is on your way to glory. You are on your way to heaven. Hold on to you, Jesus. Don't let the devil deceive you and tell you that because you did this and you did that and God ain't forgive you. You done been forgiven, baby. You done been washed by the blood of the Lamb. You on your way to glory. Hold on to it. My God, my God. First Peter 2 and 24, he himself bore our sin in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Ain't that something? you got to die to sin daily. That's why the Bible says die to daily. you got to die from sin and live in Jesus. The more you die in sin, the more you're going to stay away from the club. The more you die from sin, the more you're going to leave fornication alone. The more you die from sin, the more you're going to leave adulteryness alone. Drugs and alcohol and hanging out at the club. But you got to die from sin. you got to die daily by reading your word. As you read your Bible, it kills the old you. You hear me? As you read your Bible, it kills you. might not know it, but the Word of God kills that old you. You've been buried with him in baptism. Why do you think that you went and had baptism? Why do you think that when, when you went to church, they baptized you? Did you not know that represent a dead, a, a dead, dead, buried, and resurrection? When they was, huh? The, the baptism pool is six feet. That, that, that baptism people is six, six feet long. Six feet long. 
a six feet deep, eight feet long, it represents a grave. It represents death, bear. When you go down on that water, you die from your old ways. You die from this world. You die from your old habit. You die from the club. You die from running around cheating on somebody else. You die from the work of the, works of the flesh. You die from death. And when you came back up out that water, you come up a new creature representing a new. Jesus died, and on the third day he rose up. And so as Jesus did, you died. If Jesus went into the grave and came up, you came into it, but you come up a new creature in Christ Jesus. Very Peter 3 and 21, baptism which rests upon to this, not save you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Excuse me. <coughs> You've been given a new conscience. The old conscience has been taken away. You don't have that old conscience no more. You've been given a new conscience. You are new creatures. You've been born again. You've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. You've been blood-bought. Blood You've been blood-washed. You belong to God to the fullest in every way. It don't matter what nobody else says. You've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. You've been redeemed. You've been, you've been heaven anointed, and glory shall be your home. Ain't that nice? Verse Thessalonians 5 and 9. But God has not distinguished dis- dis- us for wrath, but to attain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now that you've been born again, you're not going to go through the rapture. God is not going to let the saints go through the rapture. We've been, we've been distinguished from the rapture. We've been separated from the rapture. God going to take us out of here before the rapture takes place. Wow. Thessalonians 5 and 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old have passed away. Behold, a new have come. Wow. First Corinthians 5 and 21, For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Ain't that something? Jesus became sin that we might become righteous. He died on the cross and became sin. They accused him. He, I didn't say he sinned it. He said he became sin. They accused him of sin that we might be righteous. Wow. Wow. That's exciting to know that he was, he, I should have been the one hung on the tree. You should have been the one hanging on the tree. He took our punishment. If that, that we were the one who was guilty, we should have the one who died on the cross, but he didn't. He died for us that we might be free. He became lost that you might be saved. He became sin that you might become righteous. He became wounded that you might be healed. Second Corinthians 6 and 2, for he saved. In a favorable time, I listened to you. In a day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now in the favor time, behold, now in the day of salvation. I say this now in my closing. Now some of you wait for some special thing to happen. You, you know, somebody's going to see you all this long time, talking about something's going to happen for you to get saved. You're going to know when to be saved. The Bible says in the day you hear my voice, hard, not your heart. It's in the day of the provocation. In the day you hear my voice, that's the time to be saved. And the Bible says, well, did I tell you earlier? It was night day. It's been in your mind. Here you is 60 years old. Here you is 70 years old, 50. Here you is 80. Here you is 90. And you ain't saved. You ain't been born again because you've been waiting on a feeling. Satan has see you all this long time. Got you waiting on a feeling. The Bible says it's night day, even in your mouth. Open your mouth and tell God to save you. Open your mouth and tell God to save you. Open your mouth and tell God to save you. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Open your mouth and tell God to save you. Don't be deceived no more. Don't you go another step. 
Don't you don't you go to another don't you go to another prayer meeting. You open your mouth right where you standing. You get saved right where you standing. Right where you at. Open your mouth and call in the name of the Lord. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to forgive you for all your sin. Hey, look how long God let you live a long time. Through long suffering, God let you live a long time. It ain't because you've been so good. It ain't because you live so well. God just don't want you to go to hell. So he let you live a long time so that you could get saved. He let you live to be 60 and 70 and 80 and 90, hoping that you will repent. And here's Satan trying to take your soul to hell at an old age. But I come out and help you this evening. I come out and help you right to this moment. Repeat after me, God forgive me for all my sins. I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross. Born by the Virgin Mary, I believe that God suffered on a pony pilot, crucified, dead, and buried. On the third day, he rose from the dead and declared victory over the grave and death and hell. You said if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and that God had raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. God, I believe it. I believe Jesus was born by the Virgin Mary. I believe he died and rose on the third day. And for that reason, you said if I believe it, I shall be saved. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. In the name of the Father, but save me in the name of the Son, save me in the name of the Holy Ghost, save me in Jesus' name. Now, if you confess to that, if you say what I just said, you are saved. Find you a Bible, believe in church, a church that is real, a church that tries to get folks from earth to glory, and join that church, and you say that God calls you home and grow in grace. You have been forgiven. I don't care what sin you committed. I don't care what you done done. It's been forgiven you. It's been put on the floor. It's been put under the blood. You've been washed. You've been redeemed. And I thank God for your precious Father. I pray now in the name of Jesus, this message will find the people right where they are, God, that those that have been lost a long time will get saved, those that have been procrastinating, putting it off, those that have been confused, those that didn't know that they had the word right in their mouth. It was not even in their mouth, God, for them to be saved. And who they is procrastinating, oh, God, uh, putting it off, God, save them now. Thank the Father, the Father. Sanctify them in the name of the Son and the Holy Ghost, God. Sanctify them in Jesus' name, O oh God. Clean them up, O oh God. Let them take that word in their mouth and make that confession, Lord, and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior in the name of Jesus. And those that are saved, who say they're saved, but yet they're not crossing their teeth, they're not dotting their eye. They keep playing church, God. They keep playing around with this thing. Let them know it's dangerous, Lord, to play with this thing. But there'll be no excuse on the day of judgment, Lord. Let them get it real, God. Let them come back to the altar if they have to and, 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 and surrender, Lord. Confess their fault. Because you said you were just and faithful, forgive them for all their sins and cleanse them from all unrighteousness. It's in your hand now. Bless this radio world. Let the word not go out and come back for us. But it accomplished what you sent it out to do, God. Get the glory out of this word. In the name of the let it heal somebody, let it deliver somebody, let it set somebody free, let it make somebody a new creature, and the glory shall be yours. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. You have just heard from my dad, Apostle Alexander Lockamy. Truly, he's a man of God. As you can see, that he is on fire. He's with the burning bush down in Irwin, North Carolina. Again, that's Irwin, North Carolina, Apostle Alexander Lockamy. You can hear him Monday. Uh, I'm sorry, you can hear him on Thursday from 7 o'clock p.m. 
to 8 o'clock p.m. Again, you can hear Apostle Alexander Lockamy on 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. on Thursday. Please call 319-527-6036. Again, that's 319-527-6036. Apostle Alexander Lockaby. We want you to sit back. We want you to relax. We want you to go into the inner courts and abase yourself and enjoy the worship. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. God bless you again, and let us go into the inner courts of worship. Amen. <laughs>
truly that Jesus loved us so much that he sacrificed his life for us through that death, burial, and resurrection. Now we have a way out because truly he's our way maker. God bless you again, and let us continue to worship and listen to Cena. Amen.
nice to know that Jesus healed the broken heart, that he wiped those tears away, that the comfort of the Holy Spirit overtakes you. Only Jesus, through that death, burial, and resurrection, that Holy Spirit takes over and comforts us and teach us and guide us. Truly, we are so blessed to be in the land of the living. We are so blessed to get this far during COVID all over the world. But God saw fit that he's extending our life. Let us be a reflection of that goodness. Be appreciative and grateful that we are in the land of the living. Treat others the way we want to be treated and speak to others the way you would like to be spoken to. God bless you again, because only through Jesus, as we heard from Sheena, he's a way maker, but only you, Jesus, can take us for eternal life with him. God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. Let us listen to Ada now. Amen. A-D-A. Amen.
truly only Jesus can change things in our lives. And I'm telling you, we are so blessed and so fortunate to have such a capable God. And thank you again for tuning in with us. You can hear us Monday through Friday from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. Again, that's Monday through Fridays, 8 o'clock from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the United States. You can tell your neighbor, tell your friends, for those who are tuning in, to call 319-527-6036. Again, that's 319-527-6036. We want you to listen to us as well as on Sunday mornings from 8.30 a.m. and to 10 o'clock. There is nothing like loving God, praising God, worshiping God, honoring God, glorifying God, and just reverencing Him. Why? Because He is a capable God, can do all things but fail. Let us listen to Judica at this time. Amen. Because he is capable, 
He is faithful. He is devoted. He is long-suffering, and he loves us. There is no one like God. Let us listen to Eben at this time, E-B-E-N. Amen. Oh, and also my favorite artist, Nathaniel Basie. God bless you. Amen. Father, I am that I am. 
Elohim, El Shaddam. Yes, we love Raphael. We love God. All the names that you could come up with that they say in the word of God that we love him, Jehovah. God bless you again as we reverence and praise God, as we go into the inner courts and behind the veil, as we get closer in worshiping God, that we should feel the peace that surpasses all understanding, that we should feel the grace and mercy of God. Hey, hallelujah, that we should just be abased, saturated, engulfed, and covered in his presence. Truly, there's nothing like the blood that our God is so mighty that he can do anything but fail. Guess what, beloved? If God can't do it, it can't be done. Nothing is impossible for him. If you can believe it, you can receive it. Just trust God at his word. Amen. Amen.
songwriter says, if God has said it, he is going to do it. God is a God that cannot lie. You can look in his word. He keeps his word. He keeps his promises. What is written will come to pass, the old as well as the new. Testament verify everything that was ever said and will ever be said that God truly is magnificent. God bless you again as we just enjoy the worship and praise of God. I want to encourage you to give thanks always to God, to give thanks to the one that has woke you up this morning, and to give thanks always that your God loves you. He is a good God, that he died for you, that he uh, uh, made eternal place for you, that as long as we worship him, as long as we give him thanks, as long as we remember that we are his create creations. So we have to love our neighbors as ourselves, that we have to treat others the way that we want to be treated. And let us listen to Cena at this time as we continue to go into the inner courts. Amen. Amen.
blessed, no matter what language, no matter what nationality, that we all can agree that we serve a mighty God, that we serve a powerful God, that we serve a awesome God, and that we love our God. Truly, we are so blessed. Don't you know, when you go into that inner course and behind the veil, when you start worshiping God, there's an outpouring of his Holy Spirit. God loves praises. He loves worship. They say in the ninth heaven up in Zion that all of the disciples who've gone before us, that they are there worshiping and praising God. In Psalms 150, they talk about the harp. Uh, they talk about the drums, the praise dances, that everything glorify God. Remember now, they said even the rocks will cry out if we fail to praise God. So you want to praise God. Why? Because you can get an overflow, that you can get uh, just a way of escape, that you can get that peace of mind. Hey, hallelujah, that surpasses all understanding. Truly, there's an overflow in worshiping God. Let us listen to Sina again. Amen. S-I-N-A-C-H. Amen. Thank <laughs> you. 
your life and see where the Lord has brought you from.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.